aka Patters, it is finally here. 2023's superhero movie of the year, Blue Beetle, the new DC Universe Episode 1. I'll explain that from Sir James Gunn. Alright guys, the AKA Pad Film Buff Podcast is here, episode 623. Let's get into it. Holy crap, that was a little bit longer of an intro than what we're used to. My AKA Patters, Peter A. DeLuca here. TGIF, happy Friday. Guess what I did last night? I went out to see a movie. And that's going to be the next episode. We will discuss that. So today we might get a double episode drop. Uh, I'm in full momentum. Guys, I woke up today. No virus. A little bit congested. But no like just like pain and hurt and fogginess and loss of energy. Uh, I feel like I am back at maybe 90%. We were hyping Blue Beetle on this podcast. For a good stretch. On the YouTube channel, we were documenting a lot of Blue Beetle. Mostly Jamie Reyes. Jamie Reyes is, in my generation, Blue Beetle number two. Uh, but the changes. The mythology of Blue Beetle goes from a guy in a blue suit who, a uh, little bit of a wisecracker, a little bit of Spider Man, intelligent, older, inventor, but crime fighter. A blue crime fire fighting uh, technology based cool guy that you just want to have some beers with. And that was the Blue Beetle I grew up with. And then we had this shift. We got rid of that guy. We actually blew his head off in the comic books in uh, Infinite Crisis or Infinity Crisis. I think it was Infinity Crisis. Uh, I get my DC Crises mixed up. Uh, those giant crossovers are confusing to keep quick mental track of but with all of that said you know like we were we were excited the entire aka pad army we wanted this movie the reason for that is very similar to what happened with guardians of the galaxy guardians of the galaxy comes out of the blue and just shakes everyone up Uh, the colors the set design the design overall, the conceptual design work, the special effects, the characters, the flow of the story, uh, Guardians 1 just sings and it blew people away. But it gave people false hope and a little bit of a false impression. And by that I mean it let people believe that any anything can get adapted and anything can work. Uh, this is a little bit of... Yeah, like, you can be too good sometimes. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 is too good. Angel Manuel Soto. This is our director. We were hoping that Mr. Soto would come in like Mr. Gunn and just blow our hair back and give us the modern-day Blue Beetle personified in live action in a glorious way. Sure, uh, just from the trailers... There was a zaniness, a goofiness to this. We were on board. We were on board with the blue and pink. A lot of people call that bisexual lighting. Uh, it is it is a practice term, by the way, guys. HBO Max launched with bisexual lighting. But just the overall look, uh, the special effects, the ideas around this movie 
I on YouTube I compared it to Giver. Giver Bio Booster Armor, the anime, the manga. Look it up. They'll blow that'll blow your hair back. But it's like all of these things, right? And then you know, I start doing some of these deep dives. So previously we did the first Jamie Reyes live action, which people totally forget. Smallville season ten. Also an episode where he's paired with Booster Gold. The Jamie Reyes Blue Beetle doesn't pair with Booster Gold. Going through some of the lore and some of these things that we know works, Blue Beetle being paired with Booster Gold, uh, pun intended coming up, guys, it's golden. It's one of the, uh, maybe the greatest comic book trio of all time. It, it It's now, at this point, captured multiple generations. But when we change the original Blue Beetle, uh, you know, we lose a little bit. You know, we, we lose a little bit of that interaction. We need Ted Cord. We need the original Blue Beetle. And, and I'll just say, he's the original. He's the true blue guy. Uh, he came to us through uh, cr- uh, Infinity Crisis. Jeez, uh, these crises. So he came through us through a merger of DC's properties, DC Comics, that is. And, yeah, for a good 20, 30 years, he was the Blue Beetle in the comics until they killed him off. The rise of Jamie Reyes as a character, as this version of the Blue Beetle, I would very much compare it to what happened with Miss Marvel in Marvel Comics. The Kamala Khan. Miss Marvel, because, you know, even that gets confusing. What what Marvel girl are we talking about here? And that comparison is, it's almost like a trick from the corporations, from the publisher. We're told this character is popular. We're told this character uh, sticks and connects and as a publisher, as uh, an editor-in-chief, all these people made the right call in pushing this character. The character uh, never had time to stay on its own, to kind of fight through multiple iterations, and, you know, like we'll say, a decade's worth of interpretations of whittling down what works and what doesn't. And when you do that, you're market testing. And the market's speaking back, and we know to include this and not include that. Uh, we, we, we touch on these things sometimes when we even discuss the Punisher, or Wolverine, or Ghost Rider. Uh, Ghost Rider wasn't until version 2 that it, it really stuck into the lexicon, never, never came back, right? Like, it, it never went away. It was always there at that point. Deadpool, Harley Quinn, great examples of that. So it can happen. Okay, but the, there was no uh, telling that Deadpool is popular. Deadpool was popular. There was no telling that Harley Quinn was sticking. She already had stuck. But with Miss Marvel and Blue Beetle, we're told that they're popular. So we have a Miss Marvel TV show that I do like, actually. But then we have a movie, uh, The Marvels, which is maybe the biggest superhero bomb in the history of humankind. But then we get this one. And guess what guys. 
we get the same thing with this one. Another character that gets what is it? A hundred million dollar budget. A hundred million dollar budget. It looks fantastic. We have the colors. Comic book accurate. Uh yeah, we get a serviceable origin. Cast the characters. We even get some culture rolled into this. But what we ultimately get, and this is the fault of we gotta go to our director. Angel Manuel Soto, who does seem to be a story smith. If we just go through his short filmography, his short filmography, his filmography, he, he mostly has Frailty 2007, The Farm 2015, Charm City Kings 2020. Charm City Kings looks like that's what put him on the map. But in, 2000, in 2016, he put out six, six short films. So the guy's been active. Yeah, the guy hustles. Uh, anyone that that has multiple short films, you know, hustles. The guy also looks like a seventies porn star. He wears these uh, tinted yellow tinted aviator glasses. So this is where the blame goes on him. Because the supporting cast, his family, right? So we're we're Latino. We're all about our family. We're all about you know. There's even this this pathetic taco scene or carnita scene where he's like, oh, this is what I've been missing." Cause Jamie Reyes, our main character, is just returning home, and his family is just absolutely insufferable. In this movie. So much so. When the action does kick up. uh, I couldn't get through this movie. To get to the good action parts. His discovery of the armor. uh, Let me know. Stop me if you heard this before. The armor. Chooses. Jamie Reyes. Chooses him. It's held up in the laboratory. Where they keep trying to figure out how to get the thing to work they can't do it but the armor the scarab the blue the actual blue beetle chooses him takes him over shoots him off into the stratosphere uh it could have been the metosphere rockets him down to the ocean through a bridge over a bridge through houses over neighborhoods and the entire time He's yelping and screaming and and telling the AI or the sentient technology that's taking control of him, you're doing this, but it's listening to him. And then we get this trailer shot where, to save himself, he slices a bus in half. His wings form a shield around him, The you know. So it's like stuff like that. So we're kind of already out of the movie very early just because we've seen this stuff before. Same long, same song and dance. Uh, Susan Sarandon as Victoria Cord. Uh, we don't want to see any Cord, by the way, as a villain. It's not cute. It's not cute when we're just using a name 
connected to the original character, where we know the original character is a hero. So, we got to deal with that. But she's, you know, like, she's there in this. Uh, just too old on the eyes, though. I'm sick of, can we stop using old ladies to sell movies? Can we, can we, can we end that practice? Susan Sarandon in this movie adds nothing. They could have just got, you know who I would have got? The ugly Betty girl to be the villain. And I would have made her ruthless AF. Get the ugly Betty girl in this. Make her henchman the, that, the secretary from Ugly Betty. That blonde girl. Make her connected to LexCorp. So, I couldn't finish this movie. There's only been a few movies in the history of the world. I couldn't make my way through. Uh, previously on YouTube, I did mention Jojo Rabbit. I couldn't make my way through that. Uh, Triple X. State of the Union. The, the ice tea or ice ice cube one couldn't make my way through that there there's there's a few films that i've struggled with uh i'm not saying i'm never going to re-explore that because you know there's been movies uh dangerously liaison uh most recently I, I spent a long time trying to figure that movie out uh, it wasn't until I was flying to Paris that I actually forced myself to watch it because it was available on yeah, American Airlines. Thank you so much. So the movie, it, look, it's not a huge flop. It did $130 million, But you want to say this is a huge disappointment just when it comes to the offices. The executives, the, the bean counters. Yeah, and look, and these, these people know what they're doing. Uh, the the lack of excitement for Blue Beetle must have been heartbreaking. Because this movie is a merchandising machine. It was I thought it was positioned well. I thought visually it, it was there. A lot of, so much worked with Blue Beetle. Just before you see the movie, a lot worked. Things to take into consideration. Uh, we are dealing with a shifting landscape when it comes to how we're processing and receiving movies and watching movies and just doing, you know, just doing things with our lives regarding movies, all right? The way how movies interact with us, it's changing between streaming, theaters, ticket costs, the list goes on. But I will say, overall, the excitement just not there for this. And the movie didn't inspire. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, superhero movies, I think people sit down and they expect. They expect hope. They expect hope when they watch a superhero movie. They don't expect lessons and, and preachiness. Uh, side note, Jamie Reyes is graduating from Gotham Law University. Uh, that's a pathetic Easter egg. So there's just not a lot here for me to recommend. There's not a lot here for me to, to say, look, you're, you're missing out. Uh, maybe I will just randomly put on this movie, watch the last 20, 30 minutes to what I have left. The uh, design of the villain, based on... This red crimson dude that he looks like he looks like out of the 90s anime it looks absolutely amazing 
uh, I would say design-wise, that that villain alone, uh, it's kind of just worth looking up. I don't know. Look, here we go. Look, um, on Google, people also ask, is Blue Beetle hit or flop? Uh, as the stains, Blue Beetle had the second lowest opening for the DCEU film with Wonder Woman 1984 having lower opening. Uh, you know, 84 is... Look, guys. Uh, I backed 84 way more than this movie because I, I thought 84 had um, good intention. I really do. I felt like what they were going for in that movie. Uh, I liked the over-the-topness. I thought it was akin to the Wonder Woman TV series. The original TV series, not that there was a second one. So, when it comes to Episode 1 and James Gunn, James Gunn announced that uh, Blue Beetle will be Episode 1 of what would would be the DC Universe movies, not the DC Extended Universe. So, this is Episode 1 of the reign of James Gunn. Uh, that's the real dagger that probably upsets the bean counters. Uh, I know I would hit the roof if I was in the DC Universe offices and I saw these numbers come in and I go online and I start doing some of my searches and aggregation and I just see that there's uh, no enthusiasm for the movie. Now sometimes movies stutter, they sputter, they blah 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 a little bit out of the gate but there's enthusiasm for them online and after and when they hit stream. Uh, I do have, uh, I've, I've seen people on Facebook, because I see more of it on Facebook. Uh, people on Facebook seem to like this movie. But then I've seen uh, a lot of other people, not like, you know, I'm not keeping count. But I've seen other people just say, look, I, I, I tried watching, I tried watching this movie. I can't do it. Uh, I, 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 it, I, I chugged. I dragged myself through this movie. So a lot of times when I stop watching the movie, it's often when I get interrupted and I just don't have a um, the the gusto to get back to it. And that that's really where Blue Beetle uh, is for me. That's what happened. Uh, I absolutely respect the look of this movie. I respect the design work of this movie. I believe. They did a great job. This movie looks like it's coming from the DC Universe. So a lot of respect to the surrounding, the technical elements of this movie. Uh, you know, some people, I saw a lot of hate for the special effects. I, I thought they were fine. But the movie overall uh, should have been positioned and it should have come off as this is DC's Spider-Man. Wisecracking teenager, figuring out his powers stumbling through adventures and saving the world while trying not to get his family evicted. Uh, you know, I, and I just, I wish that came through. It's just like, I, I want to say, like, we just wasted, I think we wasted a lot of time with, with, with the family. Uh, the family got way too much attention and the, the family was, like, uh, positioned and focused to be a little bit too zany and goofy. And it just pulls us out, out of the movie. Uh, <coughs> definitely, there is something there, though. And, you know, that's a little bit heartbreaking, just talking to all of you and looking back on it. So, 
Blue Beetle 2023. Not a recommendation. Sorry, guys. Uh, also, I just got to be on record. Also, a character that never got traction in the comics. Uh, I would say it's a, he was a failure since... Where is it? We have it right here. Infinite Crisis 3. I, I just saw it. Here we go. Uh, even on the comic, I did his uh, New 52, which would be like, I think, Volume 2, Number 1. And that didn't last too long. But anyway, so... The, to me, this character never had traction. Never. And they tried. They, they tried to put talent around this guy... They connected the mythology of Blue Beetle to the Green Lantern. The, the Scarabs are a counter to the Lantern Rings. Awesome stuff. Not there, though. Doesn't come off. AKA Patters, I love you guys. Uh, check out the website. I didn't do any uh, inner promos. I was just too excited to talk to all of you about this. So check out AKAPad.com. We got merch. That's a good way to support it. And you can support for free. Comments, likes, and stars. Love you guys.